Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing chapter 4, Nana Karma Sannyasi Yoga, Yoga of Renouncing Actions in Knowledge. And we have seen what is that knowledge? The knowledge is I am not the doer. If I have that knowledge that I am not the doer, then all the problems with the actions will end right there. So what happens to all the actions which I am performing right now? Who is the doer? Okay, I'm not the doer, so Bhagawan must be the doer. Because I'm just doing Bhagawan's work. So he must be Bhagawan as the doer. Bhagawan said, I'm also not the doer. And now we have a conundrum. I am not the doer, he is also not the doer. So who is the doer? So Bhagawan says, Guna Guneshu Vartantaha Itimatva Na Sajjade. Neither the greater self is the doer, nor the limited self is the doer. Limited self, the self in me, which I consider to be me, is not the doer. Neither the greater self is the doer. Then what is all this excellence all about? He said the interaction between these constituent parts of this universe is actions. Guna, gunesu, vartantaha. They are reacting with each other. Having known that, but you don't get attached to those actions. The actions are being performed as the very nature of this manifest world. But the self is not involved. Right now, I identifying with the hutment for this limited self, which is body, <coughs> mind and intellect, I think I am the doer. So now I am trying to get out of this doership. That way I will not be responsible for anything which is inappropriate I have done or which I have to suffer through. This bondage of actions I am trying to get rid of. So how do I get rid of it? So the prescription given in the previous chapter is Yagnarthat karmano anyatra lokoyam karma bandhanha As long as I continue to function for the greater good because the actions are performed by all the constituent parts of this universe by the very nature. Guna, Guneshavartanta. If somebody says, how long, Neil, there will be waves in the ocean? The answer is, as long as there is ocean. As long as there is ocean, because it is the very nature of the ocean to have the waves. How long these actions will continue? As long as this universe is. As long as I identify with the constituent parts of this universe, which is my body, my mind, my intellect. They are not me. They are actually part of this world. But I have taken them to be mine. Anything I have taken them to be me or mine, I am responsible. Once I say this is my house, I am responsible. Once I say this is my property, I am responsible. Toilet not functioning, somebody will come and put a note to me. Neil, toilet is not working. I said, why are you telling me? I'm not at all. But you are the owner, isn't it? As long as I identify with it, you are responsible for it. 
So the only way to get rid of it, get the ownership out of it. So therefore Bhagavan said, do not take any ownership of your actions as you are doing it for yourself. Just doing it for the greater good. This universe requires actions to exist. We know that this universe is created out of Maya. Ishwara, out of his power of Maya, he created this universe. In the three constituent parts of Maya, Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. You take the Rajas out, which is activity, there is no Maya. So therefore, activity is very nature of the Prakriti. And I should just assign it to Prakriti only, not to the Purusha. Our problem is we are assigning it to the Purusha and therefore we are getting into trouble. Assigning responsibility to a wrong person. So to get out of it, say, you perform actions for the yagna alone. Yagna is the purifier of what? Your mind and intellect. Who is telling me I am the doer? My mind and intellect. My body never tells me. My mind and intellect. The chintan kartra chittam, that which is thinking says, Neil, you are the doer. That one says, then if I am the doer, I am the ego. I the limited self is the doer. Get out of it. Only method which you have is to purify your mind and intellect. And the only means I have is to perform actions in the spirit of yajna. So in the last few verses, we have seen various methods of yajna. This is then how should I see this whole interactions in the world going on, which we call it actions. He said, consider these actions have performed by the self, for the self, with the self. With the self, by using the self as the means. Brahmarpanam, Brahmahavihi, Brahmagnav, Brahmanahutam. Performing is Brahman alone. For whom he is performing is Brahman alone, where he is going. By what he is performing is Brahman alone. This interaction in this Prakriti is going on since this universe was created in the very first second or moment of Big Bang, at least from our perspective. And it will continue till it goes back to singularity again, which is what we call it pralaya in our scriptures. And then it will be a cessation, and then we'll start all over again. Purak, Kumbhak, Rechak, Kumbhak, Purak, cycle continues. So Bhagavan said, you must understand this. The only method you have is yagna to purify your mind. Your responsibility is only to purify your mind and intellect. That's all. And once that is done, the rest is his responsibility. So various yagnas we have seen so far. None of us have the same mental makeup. It's like fingerprinting. DNA is even further. How many millions one match in DNA? No mental makeup is same. Amazingly, I learned in architecture school that no two people see colors same way. Are you serious? I call green, you call green. Isn't it same? I say, no. Your green is different than my green. And my green is different than her green. We all agree it looks, but we see it differently. The Van Gogh, who was the greatest painter, they found it afterward that he has a mental disorder. So he saw the world differently. Whatever he saw, he painted. For him, it was natural. It was something extraordinary. So he became a master. 
So, what we have is our instrument of perception of what the reality is. If we clean it up, I'll see the reality as is. So, the various means are given because none of us can hang on to the same means and say they will work for all of us. So, so far we have seen 10 different yagnas up to the verse 28. Those yagnas can differ from control all my senses. I can work at my mind level or I can do the intellectual level. Swadhyaya yagna. Because the source of all these three are one and the same. It all came from that singularity. So in Tattva we learned that first all these five elements were created in their subtle form. They became grossified by this process of called Panchi Karana. The five interacting with each other created the gross five elements. Five elements create the Pancha Prana, mind and intellect. So now what I am made up of Pancha Prana, mind and intellect. So I can work at any level, at the prana level, at the mind level, at the intellect level, and it will have the same effect on my mind and intellect. It's the purification. He has given us ten different yagnas, from dravya yagna, tapo yagna, gnana yagna, yoga yagna, anything which I can use to purify my mind and intellect. My mind and intellect has right now lots of impressions on them. And I'm seeing the world through those impressions. When do I say it's a nice day outside? When my mind says it's very comfortable. For Bhagwan, all days are nice days. For creatures which are in the North Pole, you put them here, it will not be a nice day for them. So I'm seeing this world through the layers on my mind and intellect, created out of my own experiences in this world. If I clean all that up, Start seeing the world as it is, and I'll see the reality as it is. And that's my goal. So the next verse, 29, which we have seen is, Apane jhuvati pranam, prane panam tatha apare, others. Prana pana gati rudva, pranayama parayanaha. The Gita is the essence of everything that we know as our scriptures. See, it takes the methods from various darsanas, the various schools of thoughts. One of them is Yoga Sastra. From Yoga Sastra, he takes Pranayama. The Yoga Sastra of Patanjali. Patanjali is Yoga Sutra. He describes how to proceed in your self-development from Asana to then Pranayama to Dharana, then Dhyanam, and then Samadhi. So pranayama comes after asanas, after you learned all the asanas and master yourself in asana, then you do pranayama. And Swamiji says here the prana is not just the breathing, because if that was the intention of the author, he would say swasayam, because the word for breath in Sanskrit is swasa. It is basically, if you are just controlling your breath, it's swasayam, control your breath your swasa, and then it becomes swasaya. But the purpose of pranayama is to control all the pranas in my body. And we learned from Tattva how many pranas are there? Pancha prana. 
first thing that was created out of this subtle elements in their primordial form is this subtle body subtle body is made up of pancha prana mind and intellect the seven items is my subtle body they are made up of a panchikrit pancha mahabhutehi they are created before this elements are grossified so the source is one and the same the subtle body which i call is prana mind and intellect that's something you cannot see only i feel pranas in me the pranas are the vital forces which express the life in me after the five pranas if one stops you have to pack me up that's death so this panchi pranas if i control it will have the effect on my mind my goal is to purify my mind and intellect so here the pranayam is to control your mind but the technique is the most outward expression of my life is what when i'm breathing if i stop breathing everything stops functioning so is therefore is it some people apane jhuvati pranam prane panam apare some offer their incoming breath into the outgoing breath but then others offer the outgoing breath into the incoming breath one and the same it all depends on what makes me feel comfortable so some sees this as the apane jhuvati pranam i am offering the incoming breath into outgoing breath others focus more on the outgoing breath and say i need outgoing breath how do i do it take the breath in first and then get it up it's where i put the focus but we have learned over and over again from all the teachers that for a meditation or to calm your mind down you have to focus on your breathing so once you start focusing on your breathing your mind calms down from our own experience when i was doing let me move this you start breathing quickly so when you have physical activity you're breathing quickly when you're upset you start with what what do you mean so i'm i'm upset i'm breathing quickly more my mind is unsettled my breath becomes faster and faster more my mind is settled my breathing calms down so our rishis and yogis realized that maybe we can work other way around rather than relying my breathing on my mind i can rely on my breathing to control my mind so they developed this technique of pranayam so that it can calm my mind down to a level where there is no activity in my mind what is the goal of a meditation the goal of a meditation is to stop your activity to level 0 there is no thought thoughtless mind is a meditating mind if i calm down my pranayam to a point that there is no activity i can even trace in my breathing there is no activity in my mind also so that's pranayam therefore bhagwan patanjali says why pranayam is not something you can take so lightly he says तस्मिन् सति श्वास प्रश्वास योह गति विच्छेदः 
pranayama. Tasmat sati. That means after you have become a master of the asanas. This comes after the asanas. Not before you become master of asanas, you start doing pranayama. Once you become master of the asanas, is to calm your body down, then you do pranayama. For swasa, vicheda, you, you control your breathing, is pranayama. And therefore we have heard over and over, there is some disclaimer by people that people who are not trained in this, they should not be practicing. People who are not trained into, they should not be teaching, you know, pranayama. So you have to have a master. It's like Vedanta cannot be learned by reading paperbacks. You need a master to teach us Vedanta. Pranayama is the same way. You need a master to teach you Pranayama. You're like people like Pandeji, who has been practicing for years. He probably started when he was young. And now he's in his 70s. He still can do whatever. So Pranayama is the technique of calming my mind down. Prana pana gati rudva pranayama parayanaha. That's the eleventh method of yagna. I offer my breathing, my prana, all vital energy is offering to the Lord to clean my mind up so I can see my reality. The next verse says, Apare niyata haraha. Then there are others. The twelfth and the last method of yagna. Prana pranan pranesh jihuadi. Niyata haraha. Controlling the diet, it does not really say food. The ahara, all that which I take from this world, I control. Niyata, in moderation. It did not say stop doing that, stop eating. It says, niyata ahara, the control intake of what we take from this world through all the five senses. Pranan, pranesu jihvati, the food or whatever we take, it makes my body function. The five pranas which we know is prana, apana, samana, vyana, and udara. Prana is what I take from this world through my senses. Apana is what I reject. What I consider now it is not useful. Reject. I see something, I say that's not for me. Apana. Then comes samana. I assimilate. So the circulatory system in my body. I took something, I rejected what is not, and what is important, circulating. And then samana, the samana is digestive. Then vyana is circulating. And then udana is to evolve to the next level. I exercised for three months. What happened? I evolved to a next level of my physical capabilities. So all this thing is to evolve from where I am closer to what my goal is. Sarve epe yate yagna vidaha. All these people, those people who perform any of these 12 yagnas are yagna vidaha. They are master of yagnas. Yagna kshapita kalma shaha. Their sins are destroyed by performing yagnas. Sins are the negative impressions on my mind, created by my experiences with this world. I got addicted to coffee. Why not going to Starbucks? <laughs> Once I get hooked on the Starbucks coffee, then I am obviously have 
craving for Starbucks coffee. So we nearly need to get rid of the Starbucks coffee. So how do I get rid of it? Well, I have to deprogram myself. All these yagnas are to deprogramming myself. Therefore, they are shapitakalmasaha. They are freed from their sins. The negative impressions which were created by my experiences in my ignorance that this is what the reality is, this is what will give me happiness, is now cleansed from my mind because of my practice of yagna, practice of working only for the greater good. Because all activities are connected. My actions, your actions, his actions, her actions that create this world. I'm just a contributor. Yagna sister Amruta Bhujaha, Yanti Brahma Sanadhanam. My original goal when I started is to find that perfect happiness. I clearly understood that perfect happiness only comes when I'm omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. Then only perfect happiness comes. As long as something is left out, I'm not happy. Microsoft may have all these achievements, but there's a lot more to achieve. No matter what, there's always there's more to achieve, more to gain. So when do I get a perfect happiness? There's nothing to gain and nothing to achieve. That will only happen if I'm omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, which is I become Brahman. So, Yagna system, Amrita Bhuja, one who is only taking the remnant from the Yagna, in a sense, the, the result of the Yagnas. My efforts, and what comes out of my efforts, is the prasad from my Yagna. If I am only eating that, I am mean, only satisfied with that, then Yanti Brahma Sanatanam, he achieves that infinite Brahman. Na ayam loko asti ayagnasya. Kuto Anyha Kuru Sattama. Now this is again bringing back to our level of understanding. As in, even if I don't make sacrifice in this life, there is no peace and happiness. To get peace and happiness at home, what do you have to do? You have to sacrifice your ego. Mina said this, even though I think it is wrong, okay, that's all. Sacrifice is absolutely necessary if you want to have happiness. Even in this world. So Bhagavan said, what to think about the other world? You have to constantly make sacrifices. Constantly make sacrifices to achieve the happiness you are seeking for. We'll stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Hiyo